Hello, world. Welcome to episode 18 of The Flex. Uh, this week, the format's going to be slightly different. There will be no guest, per se. It will be just me. I know it's, uh, it's a weird time to have a fantasy season or a football season uh, with COVID, but the NFL is moving forward. High school football is moving forward. College football, uh, some conferences are, are moving forward. So let's assume that we're going to have a full season. This is something that millions of us around the world have been looking forward to the start of NFL season. So let's assume that we're going to have a full season and let's draft and let's play with a full heart. Let's go for it. I've been playing fantasy sports since 2003. In the last three years, I've won three competitive leagues and I think I have some information that can be useful to some of you. I don't have the access to full stats department like Matthew Barry from ESPN does, but I did some research and uh, I'll give you some information. This episode is airing on Monday, September 7th. The season starts on Thursday, September 10th. So a majority of those that are playing fantasy football had their drafts already. So I'm not going to spend too much time on the actual drafting or the draft. I'm going to try to keep that as succinct as possible. Some of my recommendations will be for the season and the end of the season as well. So I hope this helped you. My first recommendation is to get an adult beverage or beverages for your draft. Obviously, you don't want to get too inebriated where your decision making is stunted. But just like how some drinks can lower your inhibitions enough to go up to a pretty girl in the bar, it can lead you to make some smart, risky decisions, which can help you. So what I recommend is White Claw Hard Seltzer. That's my drink of choice. They're each 100 calories, 5% alcohol, 2 grams of carbs. There's many delicious flavors. Mango, black cherry, natural lemon lime, ruby grapefruit is my favorite. There's watermelon as well. I'm not trying to get a sponsorship, but hey, White Claw Heart Seltzer, made pure. <laughs> Number two is to do research. This should be a given, but this season, there have been no preseason games. So before this season, for years... There were four preseason games. Three of them, the starters will play very minimal amount of time. And one game, a week three of the preseason where the starters play at three quarters. During these games, you get to see what rookies are getting, what number of touches, where the the orders are in terms of the, the roster. And then you get to see some breakout stars in the preseason, whether it's a wide receiver that's doing really well in the return game or a running back that's blocking really well. So, you know, he's going to move up the depth charts. We don't have that this year. So research is even more important for the draft and also as the season moves along because week one and two are basically the first times we see these players playing the game. So do your research. Number three is weight on quarterback and tight end. This is something that I've been doing since I've started playing in 2003. The last maybe seven years, I've been really trying to adhere to these rules. In 2017, I drafted Carson Wentz in round 11. He was my quarterback one. 2018, I drafted Patrick Mahomes, MVP of the Super Bowl last year. I drafted him in round nine, I believe. And last year, I drafted Lamar Jackson in round nine. All three of those players were MVP caliber quarterbacks. As you notice, I didn't draft those players. Even though I had them, they led me to a deep run or championship. I didn't draft them the following year because, A, they're too expensive. Instead of getting one of those players in round 10, I would have to spend a second or third round draft pick. It just wasn't worth it. I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to have a great season. But unless he duplicates or does better than his year last year, which I doubt, he's not worth a... So he's going at... I've been using, and this is what I recommend you to do, 
is to find a website that has an average draft position number. I'm using fantasydata.com. Lamar Jackson is going 18th overall, which is, so if you're in a 12-team league, he's going early second round. That's way too early for me. That's too expensive for me. If he duplicates his 347 standard league points as he did last year, then he might be worth it. But teams are gunning for them and their uh, schedule is a lot more difficult because they did so well last year. In terms of tight ends, first being drafted, uh, Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs is going 20th overall, which is way too early. I'd rather go for someone like Hayden Hurst, the new starting tight end for the Atlanta Falcons at 117. Hayden was in a committee of tight ends on Baltimore last year, which marked Mark Andrews played amazingly, and he's going 41st overall as a tight end three. That's more palatable, but still, even that for me, it's kind of too early. I would go for someone like Noah Fent on the Denver Broncos. He's going around the 10th round. TJ Hawkinson from the Lions, pending his health, is also a good choice. Uh, right around the 10th, 11th round. Wait on quarterback and tight end. The fourth suggestion is, and this should be a rule across all drafts, but every draft that I've been a part of, somebody breaks it. Draft your defense and, and kicker with your last two picks. So this year, the number one defense being picked are the 49ers. And the 49ers defense is going 100s overall. And in that area, you could get Deontay Johnson, the wide receiver from Pittsburgh, Jerry Judy, rookie wide receiver from the Broncos, or Emmanuel Sanders the wide receiver on New Orleans. And all three of those guys are much better picks for you than the 49ers defense. There's way too much volatility with that position. Pittsburgh could be number one this year. It could be the Rams. The margin of points between whoever the number one defense will be at the end of the year versus the fifth best, it's it's just not wide enough for me to forego all these other players um, to make that pick. So do it. It's going to be very tempting when you see the 49ers later in the draft, when you see players that you really know you may not know who who jerry judy is but he has a better chance of breaking out than 49ers as well even as a rookie and my fifth suggestion and this goes for the draft this goes for waiver wire pickups throughout the year for trades draft upside go for the player with upside for many years somebody like larry fitzgerald people know it's he's a name brand so people will draft him over somebody like an amari cooper earlier in his career or somebody like that and it's a mistake and diversify so the first two to three rounds of your draft you're going to make analogy with stocks the early rounds have to be name brands Uh, don't get too cute pick players that have a long running record of playing well or that has obvious upside Um, somebody like Clyde Edwards Hilaire the rookie running back in Kansas City Damian Williams opted out of the season because of COVID concerns so there's other running backs there Darrell Williams is still there Clyde Edwards should end up being the number one running back and you know there were comparisons to Brian Westbrook the coach is Andy Reid and Andy and Brian Westbrook had a lovely relationship back in in the Philadelphia Eagles days so if he's anything like that he's gonna get a lot of catches if you're in a one full PPR league, somebody like Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, even though he's going number six, I pick him over Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, or Dalvin Cook. So I'm going to throw out a bonus suggestion here, which is a two-parter. First one is, wherever you're drafting, mark out through the end of the draft, depending on how many rounds that you're drafting, what exact picks that you have. For example, in one league, I'm drafting third overall. So the picks that I'll have would be number 3, 22, 27, 46, 51, 70, 75, etc. overall. And with those numbers, go on to a website, like the one that I mentioned earlier, fantasydata.com. So prior to the draft, just 
go on and see what players will likely be in that area where you're picking and just do a mock draft. At least prior to the draft, you have an idea of who you like, who you would reach for, who is worth taking. And part B of this bonus recommendation is to steal handcuffs. So what I mean by that is, for example, Dalvin Cook. That's someone that I suggest that you don't pick, and I'm not going to pick personally. Someone's going to pick him. He may drop from the number seventh running back to ninth, let's say. His backup is Alex Madison. Alex Madison is going pick number 93. He's not going to be there just because players know that that he may be the full-time starter because of Dalvin Cook's potential holdout. So you're going to have to reach for him. He's not going to be there on pick 93, but he might be there on pick 75 or around prior to where he's going in the ADP. So if you're doing the the pre-draft lineups he's someone that you should take a look at of drafting a round or two early so i want to give you a few other handcuffs that i like alex madison is probably my favorite i really like tony pollard a lot he's a backup of zeke elliott zeke has 1500 carries in his career he's had a lot of carries at the ohio state university so there's a lot of tread on those tires and Running backs have a short shelf life. He's a player that could miss time or could fall off the cliff. So Tony Pollard is a good handcuff to steal. Zach Moss from Buffalo. He's a backup of Devin Singletary. Moss has been looking good. Daryl Henderson is probably a starter in L.A. on the Rams. He's someone that you should look at. He's going at 105 overall. A.J. Dillon, rookie out of Boston College. He's in Green Bay. Green Bay may have a committee. Where, where Aaron Jones is the head of that committee, but A.J. Dillon has great running back. So if Jones misses time, I can see Dillon stepping up. And finally, Bryce Love, the rookie on Team Washington. Adrian Peterson just got released, and he was supposed to be the head of the committee there in D.C. Bryce Love was in the running for Heisman in college, and he's a great running back. So I could see him taking the lead there. And finally, make sure when you do draft a handcuff, you look at the player that has the starting running back that you're handcuffing and talk some trash. For the final segment of this episode, I want to give you a few sleepers that I like really outplay their average draft position that you should target. The first one is Drew Locke. He's a quarterback in Denver. Second year quarterback, Vic Vangio, his coach, mentioned that he's playing really well. He's looking really good in the offseason. They added Jerry Judy, wide receiver from Alabama, KJ Hamler, athlete slash wide receiver from Penn State. They're both fast guys, dynamic runners. So, And they also have Noah Fant, who could really break out at tight end. So that offense is looking great. The mile-high air can't hurt. The second player that I really like, as an Ohio State alum and homer, J.K. Dobbins, rookie running back on the Ravens. He's looking really good. Mark Ingram is 30 years old. That age for a running back is when you start to hit the cliff, unless your name is Frank Gore or Adrian Peterson. And he has a lot of tread on his tires. I mean, the way he runs, it's up the middle, trap runs. So it's very likely that he lost a step. I could see J.K. Dobbins just stepping right into that role, be a, a three down back. He has great hands. I could see him catching 60 passes this year. So the third player that I like is Miko Hardman, second year wide receiver from the Kansas City Chiefs. He could be the second fastest player in the league, but also the second fastest player on his team, which just shows how fast Tyreek Hill is. I love getting pieces or shares of dynamic offenses, powerful offenses, and and Casey is one of them. So I want a piece of that. In his rookie year, he was more of a return man, kickoff and punt. I think in his second year, he could do more uh, in terms of the from the scrimmage type plays. He's going at around pick 92. I think that's right where you should get him, but I think he's going to outplay that position. My fourth guy is Deontay Johnson. He's a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last year, Pittsburgh had a mess at quarterback. They had, it seemed like 10 of them play throughout the season. 
they got their Hall of Famer back, Ben Roethlisberger. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster is the, their number one. But if you recall when Antonio Brown was there with Juju, they both had almost 100 catches. So I think Deontay could step in, be the number two, and uh, they could both thrive in that position. And he's going at pick 100-ish. So that's a good position. And finally, another Ohio State player, Scary Terry McLaurin. It's his second year on Team Washington. He has a lot of chemistry with their starting quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, as they went to college together. And they had a great first year together. Terry had 58 catches, 7 touchdowns, and 919 yards receiving. So I think he could break out. So as I mentioned before, the early rounds are for blue chip stock. Guys that that you know will have the opportunity, that are healthy, that have a track record of playing well. um, You know, rounds 1 through 4 and 5. But the mid and later rounds, which is where you win the league. Take some risks. Buy some lottery tickets. Buy some Mega Millions tickets here. Guys that if they have the role or if the guys in front of them are hurt or traded, they could step up and win you the league. So go upside. Always go upside. Don't go for the brand name in the later rounds because the brand names at that point are going to be guys with a great career but have question marks, whether it's injury or playing time. So I'd rather go with a guy that's a rookie or second and third year that didn't get a chance to show what he could do in a full time role but given that role they could thrive so go upside so finally i'm gonna give you three names of guys that i'm gonna stay away from in every draft that i'm doing one guy is stefan diggs he's been great in minnesota he and thielen were an amazing combination with kirk cousins as quarterback but in buffalo the weather there sucks josh allen is known for his rushing not really his throwing so stefan he's being drafted at around 56 his name pops out and he's one of those players that i mentioned with big brand name i don't think he's gonna have the same amount of impact so i'm staying away from him i'm gonna let other people draft him i'm another player is A.J. Green, Cincinnati. Cincinnati drafted Joe Burrow out of LSU, the Heisman Trophy winner. Joe Burrow is going to be great. I think that offense is going to be good with Joe Mixon there and Tyler Boyd. But A.J. Green is just... And he's going at pick number 68. He's just too risky in terms of injury. He's going to give you four or five games of one touchdown and 80 yards. He may not play the other 11 games. So the final segment of this episode, I want to give props to one of the greatest shows ever made, Right Behind the Wire, The Sopranos, The Honeymooners, The Jersey Shore by MTV. One of the most entertaining shows ever made. In honor of that show... I'm going to give you some quarterback comps for the stars of that series. Let's have some fun here. For the situation, Mike Sorrentino, Cam Newton. They both had a splash in the beginning of their careers. They came on the scene strong and hard. But recently, they both had some issues. The situation with the government and taxes and also some painkiller issues. Cam Newton, he was a free agent. He was let go from Carolina. He wasn't picked up for months, and they both had a resurgence in a way. The situation is doing really well now, and Cam Newton got picked up by the Patriots. So so that's comp for the situation. For Paulie D, my comp is Lamar Jackson. They're both flashy. They both have that big hair, and they both love music. For Vinny, my comp is Kirk Cousins. They're both very consistent, kind of straight edge in a way. I don't know if Kirk Cousins uh, follows the keto diet, but they're both consistent. They're not going to dance in the end zone. You know what you're going to get with both. For Snooky, I have Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> they both carried the squad. It could be arguable that Snooky was the main star of the series. Snooky's breakthrough line of parties here uh, could be something that I could see Patrick Mahomes saying at a boat party. And finally, for Ronnie, mainly because of their heights, Kyler Murray. 
Um, they're both short, but even with the shortness, they're both strong and they play above their natural abilities. So, And finally, Angelina, who is a cast member that has been on multiple times, kicked out, thrown aside uh, on, on a, you know the Miami season and then the, the first season where she didn't show up to work, uh, which is fucked up because Danny was a good boss, right? Uh, my comp for her is Jameis Winston. I mean, not to say that he did anything wrong, per se. He didn't break any laws or anything like that, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers gave him multiple chances. He led the league in interceptions last year, and uh, he's been jettisoned. So um, that's my comp for him. Thank you for listening. I hope you have the best draft ever. I hope we have a full NFL season, all 16 games. Let's go. This is the best time of year, and let's go.